Hello everyone and welcome to the Shots Fired Podcast. This is the third episode and my name is Randy L and L is for Laramore. And on the last episode, I was speaking of white privilege. But before I continue with that and get into another topic as well, let me say this. I don't sugarcoat anything. I tell it like it is. Uh, So if you are sensitive to the truth, if uh, you don't like transparency, uh, and you're looking for something else, this may not be the platform for you, uh, because I'm going to be talking about some hot button issues, some issues that some people are at a fever pitch about, I mean, because we live in a culture today that is ever so sensitive, you know, and one tries to tread the water lightly, so to speak, but I don't worry about that. I'm going to give it to you 100. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Uh, on the last episode, which episode number two, I was speaking on white privilege, and I'm just going to do a, a brief recap. Uh, about last week's episode leading into this episode, if that's okay. All in a nutshell, we're, white privilege uh, is defined as an inherent advantage possessed by a white person automatically built into their whiteness in society that's characterized by racial justice and injustice. Let me repeat that. White privilege is defined as an inherent advantage possessed by a white person automatically built into their whiteness in, uh, in society that's characterized by racial justice and inequality. And I kind of wanted to know somewhat where did that term white privilege come from uh, back in 1910, approximately about 112, 112, 112 years ago a church group called the National Council of the Congressional Churches of the United States uh, of America put out a publication that essentially came up with the earliest terminology of white privilege. Um, so we kind of can date that back to uh, about 112 years ago to 1910, you know, and it's my belief, you know, that this system, and when I say system, I'm speaking about the powers to be, folks. The power to be is deliberately designed to keep their needs on the necks of people of color all across America. Uh, that's their agenda. I believe that. and But I also believe that the ultimate goal is genocide. I know that may be hard to believe, but that's, that's my belief. Is again, that the system, the power to be, is deliberately designed to keep their needs on the necks of people of color all across America. That's the agenda, the ongoing agenda. But the ultimate agenda, the ultimate goal is genocide. Okay, the extermination, elimination, and er- eradication of black people. I believe that. You know, I believe that. Folks, we make up about 14% of um, the population here Um in the United States, 14%. Okay, we're a small group of numbers, but we're pretty strong here. Um, But I believe that's the ongoing goal here. Because if you look at what's going on today, uh, not being able to pass a voting rights bill. Okay, you know, uh, every American citizen in this country has a right to vote for a free and fair election. Okay, but they're quickly to change the rules in the middle of the game. Let's just keep it. Let's just say it like it is, man. Uh, but you would think that after having a black president for eight years, folks, for eight years, and not only a black president, but a black attorney general, Eric Holder, one would think when I, uh, that we, when I say we, I'm speaking about America, 
along with black mayors, black police chiefs, black congressmen and women, and black CEOs, that we would be in a, you know, a slightly better position. Just slightly, you would think. We're not, folks, not even close. We, and again, I'm talking about America, have a long way to go. And to be honest with you, I don't see no light at the end of the tunnel on this, man. I really, really don't as far as race relationships getting any better in this country. I believe America will never get there, especially when the majority of white folks in this country refuse to take a stand against racism on any and every level, including the United States government, particularly the Republican Senate, who will do everything they can to stop legislation that would benefit Americans, especially black Amer Americans, people of color, man. And that is a sad state of mind, but that's where we're at uh, in today's uh, society. Uh, but which leads me into this next topic, K-A-R-E-N-S, Karen's. Have you heard that expression, Karen, or the memes about Karen? You know, and what is a Karen? Female Karens and white Karens, and usually the white Karens are called Ken or something along those lines. Um, I heard a little while, while back. But what is a Karen? First of all, Karen is a white lady. And a Karen is defined as a white lady of the worst kind. They don't believe in vaccines. They have short hair and are very selfish kids. Petty, very petty. You know, this is the kind of woman that pounces on other, that like to pounce on other people's failure as it's seen through their eyes, okay? And who feels that they are entitled in every kind of way, folks. You know, um, the Karens, they, they will not wear a mask. They always want a manager. As soon as they step into a store, in a place of business, they're there to disrupt, okay? And, um, oh, and one last little thing I forgot. Oh, yeah, ever <laughs> so racist, man. And Karen is always causing issues and controversy. Uh, like I said, who has an agenda to disrupt and cause problems for employees with the intent to try and get someone fired. This is what Karen do. They do this because they feel that they're not getting their ass kissed to their satisfaction. Folks, Karen knows that because she is white. She knows that because she is white. She is a force to be reckoned with. She's a force to be dealt with. In other words, she is a one-woman wrecking crew, a weapon to be used at her beck and call to destroy the lives of people, particularly people of color. Because to be honest, truthful about it, uh, because history is on her side. Think about it. History is, on her, history is on her side. Why? Because they usually get away with it. Okay? They usually get away with it, you know. And there should be uh, deliberate penalties across the board. I'm talking about harsh penalties for people like that, okay? That you're, you're, you're calling the police law enforcement on abiding citizens because it's someone in your neighborhood that you see that you don't approve of that's a different color than you are. And then you have your boy, Donald Trump. Man, there's so many things I can say about Donald Trump at this point, man. It's pathetic. And Donald Trump, like I said, it's pathetic. There's so many things, so many memes you can say and use about Donald Trump. But he is the ultimate Karen. The ultimate Karen, man. 
always crying, always complaining, always pointing fingers, always making accusations, spreading lies, never ever takes responsibility. Never. Okay. Karen's they also like to call the cops on their neighbors, black neighbors. Oh yeah. They like to call the police on people walking down the street or just standing. And I'm talking about people of color. And, you know, for example, a while back when the black man was in Center Park sitting on a bench, of all things, this brother was bird watching. And a Karen came into the park with her dog. And she was in an area that required dogs, all dogs, to be on a leash. And this guy, this black man, politely asked her, would she mind putting her dog back on a leash? Well, she got upset about that, didn't like it. Got her phone out, called 911, and said that there was a black man threatening her life. A black man threatening her life. Folks, do you know how bad that could have turned out? Of course you do. That phone call could have cost that man his life. Could have cost him his life or serious bodily injury because she made a falsehood and accusation that wasn't true. After all, she's white. She's entitled to it, right? So she thinks. And I'm pretty sure she knew how it could have turned out. She knew how it could have turned out for her. For him, especially him, she knew how it could, could have turned out. Calling the police on a black man. This is a different incident. And by the way, that incident in uh, Central Park that happened is the same day that George Floyd got murdered by Derek Chauvin. Karen, uh, a while back, was calling had called the police on a black gardener who was working on his own yard, folks. On his own yard. Isn't that amazing? There was another incident where a Karen called the police because he saw a black man walking around a house. And actually, the black man was a realtor. And he was showing the house to a potential customer. You know, that said, it's also sad to me because, folks, people are put in the middle of shit that they didn't ask for. They're put in the middle of things and certain situations like that force people to choose to make a decision on the spot regardless of the consequences because some hateful person, some racist person, some person who think their white privilege is going to get them in and out of every situation. It's their calling card. That really, that really sickens me. You know, at one point, years ago, white women, white women feared that a black man would get to vote before the white man addressed their concerns. White people have been hateful in every dimension in that way. Now, I'm not saying all people. No, no, that's not what I'm saying, okay? But at the same time, I'm telling you like it is, right? I'm giving you truth out it, about it, and that's, that's what's going on. You see it, you hear about it every day. It's nothing new, right? It's nothing new at all. But in essence, ladies and gentlemen, a Karen is a weapon. She is a weapon, and she knows it, and guess what? So do we. 
Well, that's all the time I have for this episode. I want to thank my listening audience for tuning in. My name is Randy L. And remember, shots have been fired. <laughs>